Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline Melanick. Welcome to Chain Reaction, a show that unpacks and dives deep into the latest trends, drama, and news with some of the biggest names in crypto, breaking things down block by block for the crypto curious. Hey everyone, we have a bonus episode with Nadia Tolokanikiva, the creator behind Pussy Riot, a politically charged group that recently got her on Russia's most wanted list. I sat down with her at NFT NYC in early April for a fireside chat on main stage, and we just got the footage back. We dove into how NFTs can play a role in activism and a handful of other things. It was definitely a very unique conversation, so I wanted to share it with the Chain Reaction family. Hope you all enjoy. Hey, Nadia, how are you? Hey, good. <laughs> good. All right. Uh, as she mentioned before, I'm here with Nadia. She's the creator of Pussy Riot, which is a protestive art collective, or uh, however you might want to define it. But I guess to start things off, the topic is of NFT activism. And you've been in this space for a little while since 2021, as you mentioned, at backstage. I'm curious what got you into NFTs and why you decided to use like this medium to get your vision out there, like for both Pussy Riot and yourself? I was bored. Um, it was the pandemic times, had nothing to do. I couldn't perform, couldn't travel, couldn't organize protests, riots, revolutions. So everything was out of the picture. And I had to do something that is um, I can do in front of my computer. And NFTs, it was a good option. I discovered Metaverse, digital goods, and NFTs as tool for activism. The first drop I've done uh, raised money for the shelter of for victims of domestic violence in uh, the Gestan, which is a region close to Chechnya. You probably heard about the movie Welcome to Chechnya. Um, and ever since we helped communities who are underrepresented or in direct danger, like Ukrainians today, to improve their situation using NFTs as tool. Yeah. And you were also recently put on Russia's most wanted list. And in the release with your name in it, they referenced one of the NFTs you recently made that was of uh, the Virgin Mary. And it says, Virgin Mary, please become a feminist. And there was an image of a vagina. And I mean, obviously, you're not one who's afraid of any of this. Uh, you got, if you guys can't see, she's got a penis on her necklace up here. <laughs> um, but I guess... Two of them. Yeah, you know, you got to be yourself. Uh, but obviously being on Russia's most wanted list is like a pretty big deal. So what does this mean for you moving forward in terms of your art and also just like protecting yourself? I'm not known for protecting myself. I care about others. I, I, I don't know. There is, should be a DNA missing that when it comes to protection of myself, but it helps me to be better activist and it gives me bigger voice because I do not really care what's going to happen with me tomorrow. Plus also there is a big advantage of being pussyrat. I created and ideated movement, our core principles, but because anyone can be pussyrat, this is one of the core principles of Pussy Red. It's an open movement. So if something happens with me tomorrow, if I'm jailed or murdered, other people can join Pussy Red. And it makes my activism much more urgent. I live every day as my last one. And in my case, it's um, a little bit more than just uh, a phrase. My ex-husband was... Um, um, practically murdered. He survived an assassination attempt by the Russian government. My friend 
Alexei Navalny survived another assassination attempt. Uh, he is in Russian jail currently, really, really struggling. Uh, so, you no, know, life is not easy, but um, it all just comes down to the question that you ask yourself every day. If you believe that just one person can change something in the world, and I believe that, yes, we can, if we refuse to fear and we just want to tell the truth. And those two things kind of, they're two guiding stars for me. I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, you recently launched an NFT collection called Utopia, and a portion of the sales go to a check-in organization for LGBTQIA, it's like to help them. And so I guess my question here for you is like, how did that come about? And you were kind of talking about like, even if you were to pass tomorrow, Pussy Riot would live on without you. Is this kind of part of that image too? Like where if people were to buy these NFTs and the proceeds go towards this organization, that it's basically like keeping this momentum alive? We built a pink church of feminism in the metaverse. Um, we created it together with IMVU, launched this partnership called Utopia. And this is the first step of fulfilling my dream to build a pink church of feminism eventually in real life. But the first step is metaverse. And metaverse has this good quality of being immaterial, just like performance art. It is immaterial and it lasts longer than anything physical, hopefully, if there is one last server left after the apocalypse. People still can, if they're alive, they still can go and experience utopia in metaverse. Utopia is a really important word and a concept for me because I believe that we should think about alternative futures that we can create today with our decisions. Literally with my decisions throughout this day, I can create many alternative futures and some of them will suck, some of them will be amazing. And utopia is not singular. Everyone has their own utopias, but we should proactively imagine them. The problem is that our current news cycle traps us in this 24 hours hell of discussing what's the latest in Trump investigation or stuff like that. It's cool, it's fun, it's funny sometimes, but it doesn't help us to build a longer term model for our universe. And that's what we are attempting to do here to project our longer term goals, aspirations, dreams. And well, there are two important steps to be done, to dream and to fight for your dreams and make them come true. You just referenced like modern things that we're dealing with today, whether it be like news cycle things that we see every day. But I guess why is it so important for NFT activism to exist today? Like where we are in this whole realm of the world and especially for these marginalized communities that are often just not talked about in general conversations, especially no offense, but in the NFT world, I feel like it's not a prominent thing. Like people often use NFTs for like speculative value and they just want to like, you know, pump and dump and trade. And you're actually using these NFTs towards something of, I would argue, utility and purpose. But why do you think it's important for this to exist today? Mm, well, if our grandmothers didn't fight for women's rights hundreds of years ago, we would not be sitting on this stage. I think it's always important to fight for your rights 
and NFTs are just one of the tools. I not a maxi when it comes to NFTs. It's good. It's it's cool because it gives you ownership. I like the concept of digital ownership. And if you look at places like Instagram or Twitter, they can turn into absolute shit show in just one day, as we've seen it happening with uh, Elon and Twitter. Um, you don't own anything, so it means that you don't have a voting power. It all comes down to just one individual and their choices. So with NFTs and digital ownership, that's different. So if our community and our social networks are built on you know, taking in mind this concept of digital ownership, we live in a little bit more democratic digital societies. And that's what I want to see for us. It's more transparent and comfortable for me as an activist because I never know what's going to happen with the um, algorithm tomorrow and on Instagram. But hopefully if, if I own as a creator a part of this digital democracy, then I will be able to elect what will be the set of rules that we'll have to obey tomorrow. All right. How do you kind of see NFT activism going in the future? Like, where do you see it evolving to? Or what would you like to see? I mean, it's hard to predict things, but... I really don't know. I can only just talk for myself. don't really know what's going to happen with the space in general. It's interesting to see us here in the bear market. Um, definitely totally different energy. I feel like it's important to stay in somehow. It's important to stick to your values. To me, not a lot of things really changed. I'm still push for the same things I've been pushing before. Completely different numbers. Last year it was $7 million. This year it's going to be $7,000 that we're going to be able to raise for charity. But, you know, you only can do what depends on you and hope for the best. So yeah, that's probably my answer. And my last question for you, Nadia, would be what is your advice for others who might want to do something similar to what you do with NFTs and activism? Like how can people get involved and do it their own way? Just build your community. It doesn't have to be big. It can be five friends of yours. It's really sad to do it alone as possible. Push for it. I guess study, listen to your instincts, create good art and um, go for it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to everyone for listening in. Thank you so much for coming. We'll be back every other week with interviews with top players in the crypto ecosystem. Catch us on Thursdays for interviews with experts in the Web3 space. You can keep up with us on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite pod platform and subscribe to our companion newsletter, also called Chain Reaction. Links to the newsletter and the stories we talked about can be found in our show notes and be sure to follow us at chain underscore reaction on Twitter. Chain Reaction is hosted by myself and produced by Yashad Kulkarni and Maggie Stamets with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovit manages TechCrunch's audio products. Thanks for listening. See you next time.